Y'all see that meme of that guy holding hella cash and it's like, me if I wasn't into, or me if I didn't buy, and then you fill in the blank? That would be me if I wasn't into scene music. Um, but I am, and the end result of all that is me sitting here telling all of you about my 100 favorite songs of the year for 2021. So part one went up Monday, that was songs 100 to 81. Yesterday was songs uh, 80 to 61. Today I'm going to look at songs 60 to 41. So we're moving into that halfway mark, and... It's really exciting, and I hope you've all been enjoying what you've heard so far. So I'm going to play the intro, and then immediately afterwards, we're going to get into song number 60. Thanks. Number 60 is Overdrive by Breathe Atlantis. So first things first, I owe my discovery of Breathe Atlantis to the OGs of all this, uh, Sam and Marcos, because... Uh, I believe Soul Made by Breathe Atlantis, which is their 2019 record, was Marcos's like, eighth? It, it was either his ninth or his eighth in his top ten for records in 2019. And I went ahead and checked out, uh, the record Soul Made for that reason, and it, it incredibly impressive what I heard. Uh, Addiction to the Wars is still to this day maybe my favorite Breathe Atlantis song. Um, or at least it was until I heard Overdrive back at the start of May of this year. Overdrive went into a direction that I wasn't expecting from Breathe Atlantis. It is just metalcore to the fullest extent, and great metalcore for that matter, because there's a lot of metalcore nowadays that can be just kind of watered down and very similar to everything else happening around it. Uh, not Overdrive. This track is just heavy and chaotic and energetic all the way through. The chorus has so much life in it. It's just a track that you can get lost in, and it it's like a movie soundtrack, honestly, and I... I, I think the world of Overdrive. Number 59 is Picture Perfect by Fox Era. This was Fox Era's first track with Michael Swank on vocals. Michael Swank, for anybody who doesn't know, used to be in a band called Micah Relocate. They broke up either in 2019 or 2020. I don't remember exactly when it was, but they're no longer a band anymore. That one hurt because Micah Relocate is a band that, um, well, actually, there's a comment on the, like, at the top of the comment section on the music video for Picture Perfect that kind of says it perfectly, in my opinion. Uh, his voice is connected to so much nostalgia, good and bad. And that's kind of what I think about Micah Relocate. They're a band that, they're not like of a legendary status. They, they don't honestly didn't really do a lot, but they did a lot for me. And it was so euphoric to get a new track this year that has Michael on vocals. And it's quite different from anything that he did in Micah Relocate. So that gave this like, this sense of, um, like just a fresh take on what I love so much about Michael's vocals. 
Um, Picture Perfect is so infectious and catchy all the way through. It's like basically a like a post-hardcore song that takes a ton of influences from pop and R&B. Uh, I really, really love the chorus and the way that it's kind of like segmented. So it it's, feels like it's broken up into pieces. And the vocal delivery of like, um, is it worth it? Picture Perfect. It's like broken up every syllable. And... I, that might be a weird way to explain why I feel this like infatuation with the chorus, but that was generally what I thought of the first time I heard Picture, per- Picture Perfect back in the middle of July. Amazing song. I cannot get enough of Fox Era. I love everything that they've been doing this year. It was just that Picture Perfect was the song that I look at from their catalog, and I can easily put on a pedestal above everything else they did, and then almost everything else from anybody in the scene this year. Number 58 is Bend by Volumes. There are a ton of words that you can use to sum up the dynamic between Michael Barr and Mike Terry for volumes, but the word I'm going to land on right now is perfect, because I believe that on the record Happier, volumes achieved perfection on several tracks, the highlight of those songs being, in my opinion, Bend. I think Bend gives the like quintessential take on what volumes sounds like in 2021, um, you have some sections that are, you know, they have that, that signature gent tone of volumes without going like too heavy and overboard, but it's the more melodic sections, the ones that take inspiration from R&B that really, in my opinion, drive Ben to that upper echelon of volumes discography for 2021. And I think that you can't go wrong with any track off of, uh, happier in your, you know, top tier listing, if that's what you're going to do. But for me personally, it was easy to look at Ben and say, it's you, you're the one. Number 57 is Little Wonder by Architects featuring Mike Kerr from Royal Blood. There is a large discussion to be had about the perception of Architects for good and bad that people had this year. But for right now, the conversation is about Little Wonder because I think that this is one of the coolest things I got to listen to all year. I understand that Architects going into this direction that is like more alternative base and very reminiscent of Linkin Park and then more so some of the the things that Bring Me the Horizon have been doing in the last couple of years, I think it paid off tremendously well. I fucking adore Little Wonder. I love the uh like the the control chaos of the verses, the way that spills into the chorus. The chorus itself is just so giant. Sounds like something that, you know, you can easily envision being made for radio. I, I don't think this band went to the studio thinking, let's make a radio song, but that's just kind of what Little Wonder turned out to be. The feature from Mike Kerr on the second verse, he sounds great in it. Um, it, him and Sam Carter, they make this really, really cool pairing that I think just like makes perfect sense when you actually hear the track and how it's laid out. Um, the breakdown in it, it feels like a track or a breakdown that doesn't necessarily fit into this kind of a track, yet it's meshed perfectly well. And that's just, a testament to the songwriting capabilities of Architects and just how they are one of the most elite bands of the scene over the last couple of years, over the last fucking generation in history. Honestly, Architects are that good. They should be spoken about with that kind of reverence. And I just, 
I don't really get how you can be of the mindset that Architects failed this year in any way. Number 56 is Shades of Us by Capstan. Okay, so this is the part of the list where things are going to start to take a turn for the, um, uh, on the surface, darker, but at the same time, what I'm about to do, it is therapy, it is catharsis, um, okay, so Shades of Us was the first new song I listened to after my cat Mikasa passed away, so she passed on May 18th, Shades of Us dropped May 21st. And I remember being in my mom's uh, apartment and I just woke up from a nap, felt like complete shit, just trashed, horrible. And I went ahead and thought like, okay, I have to keep this platform going. I have to keep listening to music, new music uh, for that matter. So I went ahead and checked out Shades of Us as my first song for that day because uh, one of the songs on Capstan's last record, The Stars Before the Sun, one of my favorite songs of all time, genuinely, no cap. I think that song is absolutely perfect and tremendous. I love everything about it. And that is what caused me to go into Shades of Us before anything else that day and just immediately blown away. The kind of like space-esque intro that goes right into this heavy section of the song that repeats itself throughout the track, I could not have imagined a better reintroduction to music after enduring literally the most traumatic thing I ever have in my life. Um, Shades of Us, it is beautiful, it is monstrous, it is everything that I needed to hear at that time, and still to this day, you know, a couple months later, Shades of Us does everything for me now that it did back then. Number 55 is On by The Home Team. I normally would never use this kind of a term to describe a song, but On by the Home Team is sex. That is genuinely what I think of when I hear this song. Just the way that it moves around, the groove to it, that infectious nature. Um, it's so just like laced with R&B elements that make this one of the most unique songs I heard all year. Everything about this song just works and the different elements that make it up just catapult it into another stratosphere like i'm pretty sure i can hear like saxophones in this shit and mixing that with what is meant to be like kind of a post-hardcore sound for the home team i just like there was nothing i heard this year that is within the realm of on and i just think you know this is a song that you really do need to go out of your way to hear. I think every song I'm talking about uh, this week is must-hear. I genuinely, genuinely mean it. On is must-fucking-hear. Like, deadass, put this on the next time you're clapping cheeks. I'm being serious. Number 54 is Trapped Inside by Landless. 
I don't take for granted that this music scene enables me to have the ability to go from talking about a dark song like Shades of Us into something sexy like On, and then right back into a depressing nature with Trapped Inside. So all throughout 2021, Landless kept putting out singles that eventually led to their new record, Mirrors, and the closing track on that record is Trapped Inside, and for as infatuated with all their singles as I was, I heard Trapped Inside, and I thought to myself, like, this is everything to me. This feels like the payoff for uh, giving a band like Landless a chance. I think I discovered them through Dreambound's YouTube channel. I would have to, like, really, really think to remember that, but I feel like that's the case. Um, and in which case, I'm very thankful that I was able to come across Landless because this is a band that it probably would have been very easy to miss them. I don't know how many people actually know about them, know who they are, have heard anything from them, but uh, if you are kind of clueless to Landless, I am telling you now, Trapped Inside, in my opinion, is the fucking song from this band this year. Number 53 is Final Girl by Churches. I think if you were a Churches fan coming into 2021, you were given a lot of material to be very proud of, and likewise, if you discovered Churches this year, you also felt fulfilled once you heard Screen Violence, which was their record from back in August of this year. Um, I knew of the band before 2021, and I think I heard some stuff here and there, but I never really like fully immersed myself into Churches. I never really went on my way to hear anything from them. Um, so the singles leading up to Scream Violence, I was like fully uh, aware and attentive of this band, and then working my way through that track list, Final Girl is the one that stuck with me. Final Girl was a track that, once the record was done, I went back to that over and over and over again. It wasn't number one in Scenic Overlook the week that it dropped. I know what was number one, and you know, we'll get to that later, um, but I will say that there was like real deliberation on my part about Final Girl being in that spot. Final Girl is immaculate it is one of the best songs of the year i think it is the perfect showcase of everything that makes churches one of the better bands that utilizes that kind of like alternative pop rock style and yeah i think the song is wonderful number 52 is maladaptive daydreaming by trash boat This was the closing track off of Don't You Feel Amazing, which is the Trashboat record from back in August, and I've gone on this tangent before on this um, this podcast series about being drawn to tracks that are so different from everything else on the record. Maladaptive Daydreaming, I don't want to say it's like completely vastly different than anything that you hear on Don't You Feel Amazing, but there's clearly a different pace and different techniques going into this track. Um, so it's mainly supported in the verses by like this drum and bass type rhythm. The immediate like um, familiarity I had in my head when I first heard the song was that it kind of reminded me of Breaking the Habit by Linkin Park. Um, 
And one of the other cool factors of maladaptive daydreaming, in my opinion, is the delivery on the part of Toby Duncan and the way that he just uh, gives some of these lines, in particular in the pre-course, uh, the way that he says, beautiful to my mom, at least, over and over again. Um, so actually, the entire uh, pre-course is, cut my nose to spite my face, pulling teeth just to spite my taste, beautiful to my mom, at least, beautiful to my mom, at least, beautiful to my mom, at least. And the last three lines, beautiful to my mom, at least, it's like he's becoming more and more drained as those lines are progressing. And then you go into the chorus and it picks up steam. It's very explosive, just in your face. And then it goes back into that really mellow, almost like daunting type rhythm. And it was the exclamation point on one of the coolest album experiences I had all of 2021. I cannot say enough good things about Trash Boat or this record at large or in particular here, Maladaptive Daydreaming. Number 51 is Lullaby by Against the Current. It's as if this track and the background of it was designed specifically for me and for the purpose of being on this top 100 songs list. Um, so Lullaby is the closer from Fever, which was the Against the Current EP out back in July. And what I meant about the background of Lullaby is that this track was actually written by Chrissy Costanza of the band, obviously, but also co-written by Ollie Sykes and Jordan Fish from Bring Me the Horizon. And to know that those minds all came together for Lullaby, it makes perfect sense why I feel the attachment to this track that I do outside of it just sounding incredible um, from a, a production aspect. Everything on this song, it, it carries like a weight with it that maybe isn't really on some of the other tracks on Fever. Granted, it's not my favorite song on Fever. Um, I'll get to that later. Um, but the the buildup in the verses is something that like is so not i don't want to say taken for bring me the horizon but that's like pretty much where i can hear the bring me the horizon influence from um in some ways it reminds me of like a more tame version of doomed which is off of that's a spirit back in 2015 um and i just mean like the way that the verses build up the chorus and the chorus comes in and it's just really fucking mighty and takes control of the track lyrically lullaby is this just incredible journey. Uh, there's a particular line in the second chorus that really sticks out to me. Take your pretty smile, tell them everything's fine, breaking all my bones to sharpen your knife. Um, and I, I, I don't know if a line like that, and any line in Lullaby for that matter, would resonate with me if it was delivered by anybody other than Chrissy. I think Chrissy is a legitimate contender for vocalist of the year. She has this talent and ability that um, I don't want to say it's like once in a generation because there are definitely other talents on this list who you can call her, you can call her contemporaries, but I don't deny the possibility that she's my favorite vocalist right now. If someone tells me that Chrissy Casanza is their favorite vocalist in the world, I'm not going to argue it because I get it. Uh, before I get into number 50, I want to say thank you to anybody who has made it up to this point because... This is now the halfway mark of the list, and I. This has been a really, really cool and also weird experience because for so long 
all of the lists that I've made for year-end stuff, it's just kind of been for me. Maybe I share it like on Twitter or Instagram, whatever. Um, but I've never, ever done an endeavor like this. And um, I, 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 I'm having fun, genuinely. I don't usually ever have fun with anything in my life because I'm just like a, a fucking um, brooding, stoic piece of shit. But this is cool. I like this. I hope y'all like it too. Number 50 is It's Over by Silverstein. I probably won't take too much time explaining this track because it wasn't even that long ago that I reviewed it on the podcast. Uh, so what I said about it back then is still kind of fresh in my mind. Uh, Silverstein is one of those bands that I feel like they've proven time and time again that even though they've been around for a minute now, uh, they've got the fastball whenever they want it. They can still be that fucking band literally just at, at any given second. Um, and It's Over carries over a lot of what I loved so much about a Beautiful Place to Drown, and then even Dead Reflection, if we go back to their 2017 record, um, it's over, it's just energetic, it's uh, kind of fast-paced, but also like there's a real um, melody to the chorus, it's just so, just a- a- everything that I love about Silverstein in this day and age, it's present on It's Over, just great instrumentals, Shane is just as good and gifted of a vocalist as he's ever been it's crazy to think that these guys have been around for as long as they have and they are still putting out some of the best material in the world right now and you know i i just cannot get enough of what silverstein have been doing for years and for a band that i would have had in my top 100 songs like all the way back in fucking 2005 for me to still be gassing them up like this in 2021 this is a legacy act and they fucking earned it Number 49 is Dad Vibes by Limp Biscuit. There are a couple of bands on this list who if you showed me the list at the beginning of 2021 and you said this is what I would be presenting in December, I would have said, okay, there are a couple bands here that I don't believe you on. Either because I've never heard them before or because there's no fucking way that happens. Literally, there's only one band that I would have said that about. There's no fucking way it happens. Uh, Limp Bizkit. Um, It's not that I don't like them. It's just like there probably is more material from them that I'm just kind of whatever on as opposed to what it is I like really, really fuck with. Um, and for them to come back this year after being away for a decade and to drop dad vibes as the lead single for still sucks, this was as perfect and just, um, God tier immaculate of a comeback as any band could have orchestrated. Um, so the, the idea of the name dad vibes relates to the outfit that, Fred Durst had on at Lollapalooza where dude is just looking like a fucking undercover cop and the I'm, I'm, I'm at a loss for words honestly I really really am I've had a lot of time to figure out what to say about dad vibes and I really can't because I cannot believe that this happened 
It's number 49. Top 50. Not even just top 100, top 50. Like, this is insane. But Dad Vibes just fucking goes dummy, man. It is so catchy. The band really never lost a step from the material that I think really excelled back in the day. Um, it worked. Like, I, I don't really know how to put it. I can't believe it myself. It fucking worked. Number 48 is Holy Water by Tillian. I'm pretty sure that it was the Dance Gavin Dance news account on Twitter that said, as of right now, 2021 looks like it's going to be the first year since 2012 to not feature new material from Dance Gavin Dance. But between this track and another one that I still have to get through later on in the list, I kind of feel like I got my fix of Dance Gavin Dance in a way this year. Um, so Tillian is the vocalist of Dance Gavin Dance. He has been for eight years now, a little over eight years, making him the longest tenured. Um, but outside of that, he has solo material that I think is fairly good. I've always enjoyed it. Never really been the kind of material that I like really, really put on a pedestal or like in that upper echelon of any given year, but it's always been very solid. Um, so Tillian had a record out back in April. It was called Factory Reset. And the opening track on there is Holy Water. And I think that there are so many of the better elements of Dance Give a Dance that comprise this song. It's not so chaotic in the way that Dance Give a Dance songs are, but it has like that sense of versatility and the range that is found in Holy Water is second to none in my opinion. I think Tillian sounds incredible all throughout it, whether it's the intro that is like kind of slow and he's just holding out notes you go into a verse where he's starting to like pick things up and then the chorus dude just soars like he does in every single song that he takes over i couldn't get enough of holy water back then i still can't i think it is one of the shining moments in honestly the career of tillian i think this is one of the best songs that he has ever been a part of whether that be for dance give a dance or whatever else he might have done um holy water is kind of the epitome of everything that i believe tillian achieved in 2021 Number 47 is Hopes and Dreams by Caskets. One thing for sure, it died from my hopes and my dreams. But if I fall away, if I fall away from my dreams, would you honestly, would you honestly be there? So I want to start the explanation by reading off a little bit of the opening verse to Hopes and Dreams. Hope is a ladder that you keep sliding down. Each setback makes you trip and fall to the ground. Dreams are like paper, torn so easily. Those crumbled up pieces represent you and me. So, there is a lot about this top 100 list that I think represents kind of what I embody as a human. Um, and so there are a lot of just really sad, depressing, brooding songs on here because that is kind of who I am. Um... It's sometimes hard for me to really attach myself to a song that is positive or preaches positivity because it's a little bit hard for me to grasp that concept given some things that I've been through and whatnot. Um, Hopes and Dreams is one of the exceptions to that rule, though. I hear Hopes and Dreams. I hear the way that Caskets laid out this song, the way that it is like initially just like kind of a quiet, more somber, almost ballad-esque track, and then the instrumentation comes in and it picks things up. Uh, 
the support from like um orchestral pieces really add to the overall flavor of hopes and dreams and then the chorus it 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 hits man it makes me feel like fucking running through a brick wall if i'm being honest but if we fall away if we fall away from our dreams we can honestly we can honestly become all that we want to be because of you i'll never fall back to my knees i cannot get enough of what hopes and dreams has been able to do for me as a person it's a kind of song that like genuinely it lifts me and i need as much of that kind of influence in my life and i feel so grateful to caskets that they were able to provide a song for me this year that manages to kind of like not to be cliche but like shine a light in the darkness number 46 is lost and left behind by eminence This song is off of Heaven and Hiding, which was the final album that I reviewed as part of the regular weekly episodes for this podcast. Um, I had a lot of amazing things to say about that record. They still hold up weeks later. I still feel as strongly right now as I did about Heaven and Hiding back then. And that is especially true with Lost and Left Behind. I think I said in the review that Lost and Left Behind might be my favorite uh, song off of the record. I can say definitively now, it is. I have revisited Lost and Left Behind so many times over the last few weeks I, like, from the moment that I knew it was going to be on this list by locking it in at number one and seeing to overlook that week, I figured it was going to come in very high on the list, or rather high, I should say. And I don't think that's recency bias talking. I think Lost and Let Behind is genuinely a song that, like, leaves a mark on the year 2021 for me, and even into 2022 and 23 and so on and so forth. Beyond that, this is a song that I'm going to carry around with me. I absolutely adore how it is a kind of different or softer, per se, take on the sound that Eminence established with uh, Heaven and Hiding, and the way that, again, like Eddie Berg and his vocals, and also him implementing violin into the track, it's so seamless, it's effortless, and I wouldn't really think that for a metalcore track, but Eddie and the rest of Eminence have the ability to make something like that work to perfection. Number 45 is Love Them and Leave Them by Like Pacific. The record Control My Sanity dropped December 3rd, so I didn't get a chance to give it a proper review on a regular episode but i did talk about love them and leave them back when it was released as a single because i named it number one in sync overlook that weekend um this is pop punk done to perfection it is pop punk in the exact manner that i would ask for that genre to deliver something to me it feels like so um i don't want to say like dark in a way because that's not really what it is but it just has like that angst to it. It has that energy, that anger that really speaks to me. And just the way that the song is kind of laid out and structured and the the explosiveness of the chorus, the build up to it for that matter, I think really pays off. And it's one of those choruses that is so catchy and gets stuck in your head. But like kind of once you hear the lyrics to it, it's like, oh man, this this is real. And 
I admire a track that can do that. I admire Like Pacific for giving me a song like Love Them and Lead Them that was able to kind of like embed itself into my brain and give me something from them in 2021 from a band that I didn't really think that highly of beforehand to just put them on this like pedestal and elevate them into a, a new level. And for me personally, I look at Love Them and Leave Them and say, that's a song that did it. Number 44 is I Won't Find Hope in You by Wither Away featuring Ricky Armelino from Ice Nine Kills and Hawk. Somber metalcore will never leave my fascinations. It is always going to be a part of the genre that I'm just drawn to immediately. That's what happened when the first time I heard I Won't Find Hope in You. Um, I didn't know about Wither Away prior to this song, but I checked it out because it was, I think it was on the Dreambound channel for YouTube, but also having the Ricky Armelino feature be credited in the title, that was enough to get me interested in it or interested in at least checking it out. And then just from the moment that you hear that drum intro with the clean vocals laid over it, and then it goes into this really explosive riff and then the screaming verses, I was immediately hooked on I Won't Find Hope In You. The chorus itself is one of the biggest of the year for metalcore in my opinion. So catchy, it's easy to sing along to, easy to get lost in, easy to just nod your head to. And again, everything about somber metalcore in this instance, I absolutely fuck with. I think the world of the song, I was so captivated by Wither Away as an entire band this year. I think they really, really left the mark on me. And they're one of those acts that kind of rose up in 2021 and really, really need their flowers. They need that recognition. And I think I can point to, I won't find hope in you and say, if you're going to listen to any Wither Away song this year, you need to make it that one. Number 43 is... Cutting It Close by Rain City Drive. This was one of the recent songs I discussed on the podcast, so I probably don't need to go too extensively on it. Uh, Rain City Drive is the new name for Slaves, who I think is one of the biggest bands of the last couple years. And last year in particular, On to Better Days, their first record with Matt McAndrew, they really showed the fuck up in my opinion. I think that is, to this day, the best work that they've ever produced. And cutting it close doesn't necessarily change that. But what it does for me is show that with this new name, there isn't necessarily like a new direction for the band. They are still who they were on to better days. They still have that same melodic sensibility that that method they have of delivering the catchiest post hardcore you can imagine. That is still so, so fucking prevalent on cutting it close. Matt is as much of a fucking beast as he's ever been. This is everything that I could have wished for the new era of Rain City Drive to represent. And they have a record. It's coming out in 2022. And I genuinely cannot wait to get back on this podcast when the time comes and tell everybody to go check out the Rain City Drive record that was supported by the lead single, one of my favorite tracks of the year, Cutting It Close. Number 42 is Family by Badflower.
calls, hugs, birthday cards. Being thoughtful can be. I had already mentioned Bad Flower on this list before with the song Stalker, and I said that was just completely unstable and deranged. Family is just sad, honestly. I listened to this track and I just cannot help but feel like there are bits and pieces of my heart just kind of like being pulled and tugged at and it's it, it, it's hard to listen to and Stalker is also hard to listen to but it's for completely different reasons and I think that's a a good testament to uh, Badflower's ability to kind of make the listener feel something but like it's a different kind of something with every track. Um, the opening line, family, tastes bitter on a guilty tongue, it's hard to see, I'm the chosen one, fake friends with a camera phone, ugly, drunk, cold, and missing home. This home of mine, I see it in my dreams, but everyone looks happy and everyone still likes me. This home of mine, I miss it all the time. What happened to this family? What happened to this family? I let you down. And the track really, really takes its time to establish itself. It's like kind of slow and really, really chilling and unnerving all throughout the, I would say, initial like maybe 75 to 80% of the track. And then when it erupts into the outro, it hits so many nerves in me and it just kind of leaves me there in complete fucking shock and awe at how good of a song Badflower delivered. And the ending, or towards the end of it, Joshua Katz just repeating the line as if he's like crying while saying it, what happened to this family? And like, I'm not going to go into personal matters with this particular song of how it relates to me, but just like hearing somebody like on the verge of a breakdown, just ask over and over again, what happened to this family? That, that did something to me, dude. Genuinely, that like really, really just left me speechless and in this complete state of disbelief. And I just feel like family is one of those tracks this year that I was destined to not only hear, but to come on here and tell all of you that it is one of the best songs of 2021. Number 41 is Know My Loneliness by Nevertell. So let's go back to the subject that has shaped almost the entirety of this list and my whole year. Um, or actually, I guess before I do that, uh, Know My Loneliness was one of the songs that I actually did get to talk about back when I was doing the podcast in April before I went on like a like an on and off hiatus for personal reasons. Um, and I think in Scene to Go Overlook, it was like 7th or 8th maybe. Um, and it was one of those songs that I kind of quickly realized I discredited. I didn't give Know My Loneliness the, uh, acclaim that it deserved because it truly is one of the best songs of the year. It's so catchy. I love how all the courses are different in some manner. They have like something small, whether it be just like a, a, a different enunciation of a word. I can sense those differences and that's something that like I appreciate from a production standpoint. Um, so what, what I meant earlier by like personal stuff. Um, so this track came out, I believe like towards the end of April, maybe that's a little bit off, but it was around that point. Um, 
So when Mikasa, uh, when she passed away on May 18th, um, I said earlier that Shades of Us by Capstan was the first new song I heard after her death. No, My Loneliness was the first song in general that I heard. And it took about a day for me to actually put on my AirPods and just feel like listening to music. Um, so I didn't want to be in my house at that time after it happened. And so what, what would happen was my mom would come get me in the morning. I would go to her apartment for a little bit and just stay there and then come back probably like around the middle of the day. Um, when I was getting dressed that day after Mikasa's passing, No My Loneliness, for whatever reason, that was the song I played. And I could just like hear the chorus and like see her face and like imagine her walking down the street, finding my house. Uh, again, I'm getting really, really deep and personal here, and I'm sorry if it's, like, uncomfortable, but I need this. This is my release of emotions that I've been, like, keeping inside. And just th- that l- that line, the-, the actual name of the song, and the way that it's integrated into the chorus. How did I get like this? I'm a failure to coexist lately. Nobody knows me best like I know my loneliness. It It hit me. It hit me really, really fucking hard, and that idea of, like, sudden loneliness and just understanding the thoughts in my head more clearly and living with just myself in my head at the darkest time of my life, having a song like Know My Loneliness, it did more for me than I can ever express to any of you or any of the members of Nevertale if they happen to come across this podcast because they know that the platform exists. I've spoken to them on social media before, and I just, it it was one of those songs that did so so much for me and there was no way that i could structure this list without mentioning know my loneliness and having it somewhere near the top of this list and that's it that was uh the running from song 60 to 41 for this part of the series we're over halfway done so if you've been riding with me for this long again Thank you. I really, really appreciate it. And now the next part goes from 40 to 21. So not only are these songs getting better, but they're also getting more personal. And everything that I just said about know, know My Loneliness and how that related to my cat, if it made you feel strange in any way, again, I do apologize. I am very, very sorry. But I also ask that everybody just understand that this is my therapy right now. This is my release. This is just a cathartic experience and I need this shit. Just bear with me for a little bit. Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed this part. And as always, for better or worse, let's make a scene. (laughs) 